Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 77 today, and today's topic is Snowfall. We are going to recap season 3, episode 3 and 4. I will be back on tomorrow. We will drop our BMF recap and I will not be back on to next Thursday. Next Thursday, we will recap Queens and we'll pick back up on Snowfall doing um, episode five and six and then seven and eight. We'll do all of that. I'll try to get it out um, by Saturday because I have a couple of events next weekend as well. So um, look forward to the Queens recap. Of course, the Big Sky recap. We're going to do um, our normal two breakdowns of the weekend of Snowfall. We'll do, what I say, five and six, seven and eight. And y'all know I'll be back on Sunday for BMF. So next weekend, we're going to pick it up as we always do. Um, I'll get most of the pod out on Friday. I'll drop that one episode Thursday, do the rest on Friday, and then Sunday BMF. So I don't want to have you guys here too long tonight. I'm going to dissect episode three and four. And this was a lot. So I'm going to take my time, dissect it, break it down. You know how we do over here. Um, don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms. Alicia Shanice is for Facebook. Alicia Shanice Reviews is for Instagram. Um, You can follow my playlist as always. I've made them public. They're only on Spotify. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves. You click on my picture profile. All of my playlists will populate. I have every genre ready to go. All public. Um, That is pretty much it for um, today. Do not forget health is wealth. And then the times we're living in now, stress is at an all time high. So in the Roswell area of Atlanta, Doors open for Ambience Health and Wellness Spa on October 25th. You can follow and like them on Facebook and IG, and you can book your appointment as well. They will be doing all type of cool things. And, you know, with everything going on now, why not go in and get your spa day on? I'm talking about all type of cool things. And you can book your appointment. Um, I'm trying to get the website by heart because I don't want to miss anything. Yep, www.ambiencehealthspot.com. All sorts of cool things. So book your appointment today. Um, That is pretty much it. I hope you guys cop that book I was telling you about, Some Things I've Been Through, a memoir by Jamil from Gully TV. That book is fire and you can catch that on Amazon. Um, you can also follow him his uh, YouTube channel. He has over 100,000 subscribers, really dope content. He covers sports, hip hop and fashion. Um, but that book is fire. If you love like the, you know, the genres that we talk about on this podcast with the snowfalls and the BMFs and everything, he has a lot of content and has interviewed the real people and, you know, just a lot of dope content so yeah that book is on amazon some things i've been through so on that note let's go ahead and get into the show name is shanice and she's the one her name is shanice and she's the one Oh, yeah.
All right, y'all, let's get into this show and break it down. Quick moment. I had went back and listened to um, my first episode. And I'm proud of myself. This this has been a journey. It's been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And um, to see the progression and overcome the nervousness that I had at first. You know, I'm still nervous. I still have a lot to improve. But I'm just happy that I'm sticking to what I'm doing. It really feels good. Um, it was just emotional going back listening and going through my first earlier episodes. Um, it, it felt really good. And on my first episode, I said, I'm like, guys, I want to break down each episode of Narcos, each episode of Snowfall. And so far, we've pretty much done everything. We've done the um, the Narcos. We did Narcos Columbia. Um, I, I wasn't as advanced. Not that I'm, a, you know, just have it all together now. But when I did Narcos Columbia... For number one, that was like my first, second week of recording. So I didn't like give it my all, especially on that story. Um, I do kind of want to recap that more of the, instead of the show, the documentary style of Pablo Escobar, because it's so much history that goes into Escobar. Um, I was new to it. And also I was um, moving out of state. So it was a lot going on. It was a lot of hecticness. I was starting a new place of employment with training and everything. Um, so I do want to recap um, another documentary of Escobar, but we'll jump back into that bag when Narcos Mexico comes back out because we have to cover that other documentary before we start talking about Narcos Mexico season three. Um, but on the first introduction, I said, I'm like, I want to break down Narcos and then I want to go to Narcos, Mexico, and then I want to go to Snowfall and break everything down because as much as we love the entertainment of the shows, I love true crime. And a lot of this stuff, it goes hand to hand and it's basically breaking it down in entertainment form in a little, you know, Hollywood dramatics dramatization, but it goes hand in hand. And not only that, most of it is true. You know, when we go to Colombia, we're seeing on how the cartels got all the Colombia, the cocaine over here. Then when we go to Narcos, Mexico, we're seeing on how they got intertwined into the cocaine business and how they basically took over, you know, and they became the distributors of who brought it over here using their routes when um the Bahama routes and you know the government closed down on Colombia and then we're um it goes to snowfall and it is showing you what it did to the American people especially the inner city black people um the inner city period what it did to the communities the incarceration so um, I was just listening to my first introduction. I'm like, wow, I'm proud that I, you know, actually did what I said I was going to do because I was so nervous. And when I say I have been wanting to do um, the podcast since 2000, um, 
Well, I wanted to start it in 13, but in 2015, I really wanted to start it. And just nervous. Um, a lot of people are not into stuff that I'm into. Um, thinking about what people are going to say. Worrying about the criticism. Not thinking much of myself that I could actually do it. So um, I'm just proud of myself, you know. Um, I love this platform. I love recording. I love the audio world. I love listening to other content creators as well. Um, another thing, you know, I just feel like God has his timing for everything. Um, I do believe everything comes when it's supposed to come and, you know, it plays out as it should. Um, the things that I wanted to do, I'm kind of happy that I didn't do. At first, I wanted to start a Tupac channel, but it, I talked about that on the Tupac um, tribute. I'm happy I'm dead and it got oversaturated. And, you know, I'll get more into that later of why I'm happy I didn't do it. He is like my favorite artist of all time, but it's a lot of Tupac channels out there. Shout out to Art of Dialogue. He is really doing the damn thing off of YouTube. Um, then I was like, well, I, was, I used to be into a lot of trending topics, but I didn't want to become um, a content creator who just talks about all of the celebrities' business. Because sometimes, you know, it is entertaining to watch some of them, but I, I'm not into wanting to know every little thing they do, and I don't I don't like the exposing people and all that. I mean, some things do have to get out there, but I'm, you know, I'm just not all into that. So that's oversaturated as well. So I'm just going to stay in my lane, um, stay positive, stay using positive vibes, and, you know, just do what we do over here. So um, as always, I just want um, to take this time out just to thank you. Thank you for your support. Uh, I wouldn't have this if it wasn't for my listeners. So thank you. Enough of me um, rambling. I'll jump into the show. This is Snowfall Season 3, Episode 3. Um, this is titled Cash and Carry. We get an opening scene. And we are in Jerome's place of business. <laughs> you know, he loved that jamming Jerome's. Let me cut. Is my microphone up too loud? Let me cut it down just a little bit. Sorry if I'm like extra loud, guys. Um, I did just cut it down. And so, you know, Jerome loved his love j- j- jamming Rome's now, okay? <laughs> so... Franklin, he is in there and he is putting down the plan of expansion. And, you know, they're talking about how they're about to get things done. They're locking down areas, seeing, you know, what's what, who they can trust. And while they're doing that, our boy Ivy, he walks in and he is ready to head to go to do these offshore comps. And, you know, he tells Franklin straight up, like the dudes, you know, the who we're about to go deal with they're not about games and you're gonna have to bring 1.5 million nothing less of that so i'll be a little stinky bastard okay <laughs> franklin franklin not dumb he like let me um go do what i gotta do and i'll meet you back here because hell i'll be like i'll take you to get your money no you don't need to know where my money is at. <laughs> you know i'll be a little sneaky now so um we go into the next scene, and we go to Cart- Cartogo 
province, Costa Rica. We got Teddy and Julia. They roaming through the jungle. And, you know, they looking for the CIA operative that's supposed to help them um, use the landing strike there so they can get their all the equipment over there to the Contras. So after that, we go to Mexicali, Mexico desert. We got Mama Lucia and Gustavo. This lady is so damn hilarious. <laughs> she cracks me up. So they're, they're going through their routes. And um, it's very how they got it. It's like, damn, that's so dope. Like how they got their routes, but you would never think that's a secret road because of how all the trees are. So she's telling Gustavo, like, pull the tree, pull the tree. He barely pulled it in. She's like, get some balls on you. So like her little scenes, her catchphrases, she had me cracking up. So they on their way to uh, California, but they're going through their routes. Um, from Sinaloa. So um, we go into the next scene. And one thing about how we learned in um, when we did the Narcos covers, they're coming from Sinaloa, but the routes to get over there, that's one thing where they were always um, into it with the Tijuana cartel, not to go off in Narcos world, but Tijuana, they had the best routes to get to California from Mexico. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> I don't want to go in narcos. Let me let me get back to snowfall. So um after that we look and we see Franklin. He all cleaned up, ready to do some international trading, riding on a private plane with our boy Avi. And they all looking clean, like they ready to do business. <laughs> Ivy tries to offer the pilot a drink and she like, no, we're not rock stars. We're soldiers. <laughs> I like the pilot. So um, after that, we go back to Costa Rica and we meet up with uh, Baba. He's a CIA operative. And we see they got two men behind him and they're held captive and they're ready to burn them alive for their crimes. So we see how they give it up over there. They is not planned. And all Julia and Teddy care about, they don't even give a damn. They're like, look, we just need to use these landing stripes right now. We don't, we don't care how y'all, what y'all do, this is y'all business. So they could actually care less. <clears throat> We go to the next scene. Child. Damn, Leon. Now, we know Leon is over distribution. So, he has to go to Man Boys and do the drop. We see Wanda Bell in there on the back room on them knees. Door open. She has no damn shame. Before he can even do the trade, <laughs> he look, he like, Wanda, you bitch. I'm like, you know, say what you want. Leon love him some Wanda. Leon love him some Wanda. And she just ain't got no shame. She come out, hey, Lee. I mean, just no shame. Damn, Wanda. Leon like, uh-uh, because now he didn't figured it out. Like, that's how y'all got the recipe, and you probably the ones who sent them niggas to do the drop on the, on the truck. 
we we ain't messing with you. He take the he take the product and he leave. Man boy is pissed because he told Wanda like if he they come around, stay in the back. Hell, she don't care. She's she just smiling because um one thing over there she got a free ride. She all she got to do is suck everybody off, give them the, the the stuff you know the inside on Franklin's them operation, and she can get as much. Uh, crack as she wants for, for for free and everything else. <clears throat> so we go and back. Well, we get to Panama City, Panama, and we know how Panama City gives it up. Come on now, we 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 know how Panama City gives it up. We know in the eighties that is when Mayel Noriega was running stuff in the eighties over there, and everybody ran to Panama City for everything. So the first thing first when they get in there and they get in the hotel and they getting checked out, we see Franklin and one of the ladies who is working at the hotel. They kind of you know get eye contact. They notice each other, you know. They flirt with the eyes. And we see early on, Ivy is on some games. We see Ivy is up to something. He ain't just took Franklin over there for the goodness of his heart. So we can already tell Ivy is on something. He's stalling. He procrastinating. And Franklin is over there to handle business. So we go back to Mexico. And we get into the desert. And we see the truck has broke down. The battery charge cable has went out. So they have to sleep. In the desert for the night. Mama Lucia, she like, look, I'm sleeping in the front. Gustavo, you used to find somewhere in the back to sleep. So, you know, they call it a night. And we go back to Costa Rica. And while Teddy and Julia, they're eating supper, we hear the man in the back in the background getting burnt alive. Damn, bye-bye. So, Baba basically gives them a history lesson of why he left the agency. And it's a real interesting lesson. And he says how, you know, the agency taught him a lot. That is very true to form. I mean, we know Mayo Noriega was a CIA asset. And look at how they made him enemy number one back then. And then even if you go into the narcos world, you know, we went into the story of Kiki Camarena. Um, the guy who was torturing him, remember, he was like a part of the CIA over there in Mexico. And they were saying on how they taught them how to indoor torture and you know, different things of how to handle everything. And look at how hard it was for them um, to, to get information out of that man about who was in that room. So it just shows you, it just shows you a lot of what they do. It just shows you a lot of what they do. Like when you, it, it really does. Um, yeah. Um. So while at dinner, Ivy is going around. He is introducing Franklin around the different different girls. Franklin ain't interested. He go over there to the chick who uh, he seen when he first walked in. They get acquainted. They get acquainted. They sit down and talk. And then we go back to Costa Rica. And in Costa Rica, Costa Rica, um, Bobo, he tells Julia and uh, Teddy, like, if y'all gonna be over here, y'all gonna have to do our rituals. 
You know, you can't just come over here and tell us what you need without doing what we need you to do. So they have to drink this tea and it basically brings the inner man out of them, like bring their inner desires out, their inner, you know, inner peace. So <laughs> they start. it does just that. It, it does just that. And the next morning, they are like puking their hearts out, feeling like they about to die. And their inner truth begins to come out. It begins to come out. Um, So we see that they end up getting it on at that too. So it probably had been a long time for both Teddy and Julia here. We hadn't seen them get it on since season one. So... We go back to Mexico. We got Gustavo. He waking up and Mama Lucia then dipped off. He like, what the? <laughs> she just like her daughter. She done dipped off on him. So he is confused. So we go into the next scene. And the next morning we see she Franklin got him some too. Hell, him and Teddy both. So he didn't got him some. And he sees Avi is still up to something. He called Avi. Avi is like, you know, the dude who they supposed to be meeting had something came up again. So, you know, our boy Franklin, he gonna think of a plan. He gonna think of a quick one. So, you know, he asks our girl, can she help him with a favor? But then it goes to the next scene and we see Louie and Leon arguing and, you know, she pissed off because while Franklin is out of town, she has to hold everything down. And she, is second in line she 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 does it she does that shit she handles it and you know leon is in his feelings but leon really loved wanda and he didn't put her in a cookhouse to get strung out he put her in a cookhouse to be a part of the, the business you know the business that they were building he was really in love he did not intend for that he really really loved her so uh he's pissed and then now he see where he already didn't like Man Boy, but now we see where Man Boy got all his intel from, Wanda. So at the end of the day, Louis Franklin, they all about business. She calls up Peaches, and it's time to go to Compton so we can make this drop. It is what it is. <clears throat> but Leon like fuck y'all, <laughs> and Fatback take off, and Fatback is a soldier. So uh, after that. We go back to Costa Rica and we see Teddy and Julia. They are out of it. They um they out of it. So that was like a little quick scene. And I think that's when it showed them actually getting it on. We go into the next scene and we see our boy Franklin. He is always one step ahead. He takes the bags out, but he only got the bags of sheets. He got his money hidden in a second hotel room. So he making Ivy and them think he didn't found somewhere to, you know, launder his money and, you know, wash his money through one of those offshore accounts. So, you know, we already see Ivy got eyes watching because when they walk out, we see one of the men, they kind of look and probably going to make a call to Ivy. But, you know, Franklin doing what he got to do because, he you know, Ivy is up to something. Ivy trying to sneak him out of something. Uh, after that, we see <laughs> we see Mama Lucia then kidnap the damn police officer. She <laughs> she probably to ask for help to put a gun up to him. And she done brought him back to the truck so he can get him a boost so they can get out of the, the desert. But they're actually, they're um, in California at this time. They're just still like 
right when they get there. So they're still like in the desert part, but they have made it to California. <laughs> so after that, we see Louie and Peaches. They, is, they ain't about no games. They go see Man Boy. Peaches asks Man Boy, like, why they call you Man Boy? He tells him, because when I was, he's so cocky. He's so damn cocky. <laughs> so, you know, he asked him, like, why they call you um Man Boy? And he like, when I was a little, a little boy, I was a full-grown man. Mm-hmm. We hear you, man boy. Man boy is very charismatic. He he was he is good for uh this show. Like he definitely brought more interest in season three just because how how charismatic he was and he was a good opponent to have. So uh after that, they kind of walk out, they do the drop, and they're like, let's get out of here. But here come Wanda Bell talking shit. Talk, she even bring up Claudia. And Louie is ready to go upside this girl head. Peach is looking at her like he just want to just snap her neck. She take a puff of that. <laughs> she take a puff of that pipe. Every time she hit that pipe, she look like she just in heaven. And Louie goes back in there and she demands, basically she demands um, Wanda, she, she got to be out. She, if you want to do business, if you want our product, you got to kick her to the curb. It just is what it is. So, you know, man boy ain't too happy about that, but he listens because he want that product. You know, they got the cheap prices. So, hey, Wanda got to go. So, um, we go into the next scene and we see when Franklin gets back, Ivy is in a panic, honey, and he comes he come, he in, you know, Franklin tells him, like, look, I came to do business. Um, homegirl took me to his place. She knew she had to connect. Ivy finally comes clean. He lets him know, like, I was going to steal your money. No, borrow your money. Whatever. <laughs> so he has been getting black blackmailed. And, you know, he didn't have the money for arm dealers. He did to get the guns to read so he is basically a dead man walking so he comes out and tells franklin the truth franklin gives him a threat like if my people knew about this i would have to kill you hell if my peoples did this i would have to kill them so he gave him his little threat we believe you franklin we believe but um you know he he he, he does ivy a favor he lets him know like look I brought a million for me. I'll give you a million, but it's going to be a little tax, 6% a week. I'll be like 6%. All I need is two weeks. Okay. All he needs is two weeks. So he lends them the money and they go and they, you know, get them bank accounts right. So they get it done. They get it done and they understand to understand. So we go back to Costa Rica. And we go back to Baba. He is looking at these two fools sleep on these rocks <laughs> by the water. Reed ends up waking up. They end up having a really good conversation. They come to an agreement about using the landing stripes. So he warns Reed, you know, you and Julia want two different things. 
We both expect pain. We expect betrayal. We expect this. We're, we're willing to do anything for the cause. She is not going to be down like that. So you need to keep that in mind. But from the end of uh, episode four, I don't think Teddy paid attention to a word this man said because he told him everything but the truth. I mean, he told him everything he told him was the truth. So um, it goes into the next scene. And we see man boy, he kicks Wanda to the curb as promised. And hell, he damn near kills her because she can't quit running her mouth. Hell, he was choking her. He choked the shit out of Wanda. And that's how it be too. Now that, that, that was a true to form scene. That is how they be doing. You, let's move on. Next scene, we see the cop. He gives uh, Gustavo... He gives that dirt truck a jump and he just knows he is a dead man. He like, just give it to me in the head. No need to suffer. But our boy Gustavo, he just takes the radio and the keys and he leaves him alive as he should. Do not kill this innocent man. He ain't do nothing to y'all. So we go into the next scene and we see Mr. Saint. He gets back in the plane. He got the plane to himself, looking like a real boss. Got some checks and shit. <laughs> Man, he just stepped up the game, rolling back from Panama City by himself. So we get into the next scene. Gustavo, Gustavo. They make it to the warehouse where they got to go meet the gringo at. And when they're walking, when they walk in there, Lorena opened up that door just as cocky as she can be. She like, look, relax. I quit the agency and I joined forces with Reed. Get used to it. And baby, while she walking so cocky, Gustavo don't say a word. He just pull out that pistol and go pop. <laughs> One shot to the head. Damn, Lorena. The end. That was that was episode three. That was a good episode. That was a good episode. I know some people might have thought it was like a filler, but you need filler episodes. You really do. And then when you go back and rewatch them, you, you realize on how um pivotal those those episodes are because they fill in everything that needs to be filled in. So I, I enjoy filler episodes because you know they make everything stick together. So, um, episode four was strong. It's titled The Game That Moves As You Play. We see an opening scene. We got a dead Lorena. She on the ground. And Gustavo and Mama Lucia, they just unloading the coke in peace. <laughs> Teddy walk in and he don't know what to say. He is befuddled, stunned, it all. <laughs> And Mama Lucia looking at him like, oh, well, I want my money. Just, just make sure nobody finds the body. <laughs> and he like, no, we're going to clean this up and then you'll get your money. Mama Lucia, Mama Lucia ain't playing that. 
She lets she ain't playing that the white man entitled shit. Not with Teddy. Uh-uh. And that's one thing about Teddy. If you if you notice, he pulled a lot of stuff on Franklin. But when he deal with them Colombians, Gustavo, the rest of them, he knows how to calm it down. And Mama Lucia was not playing that. She like, you want to use my routes, my land. This is this don't have nothing to do with me. You're gonna get my money. And I loved every minute of it. You better tell him, Mama. So Teddy don't know what to do. <laughs> he go get that damn money though. He go get that damn money and him and Gustavo here. They gotta they gotta clean up the mess. But like Gustavo said, you killed her when you sent her without even warning me. You know what this lady did. If it wasn't for her, hell, me and Lucia still be running things. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna move on to the next scene. And after that, where we go. We see um, when Franklin gets back, him and Sissy catch up. And, you know, she's just telling him, like, next time, don't take off like that. You know, you can't just do stuff like that. He he let her know, like, mama, we playing a different game now, mama. So while he was gone, they lost the property that they had bidded on. This is one that they really wanted to keep. They're going to show more of that in the next episode. They don't really go into more details, but they wanted that property. Remember that. That was a big property they wanted. And they lost it. So after that, we see Teddy and Gustavo. They go dispose of Lorena's body. Damn, they got her laying there. Well, yeah. That's the end of Lorena. So we go into another scene and we see uh, we got Franklin and Leon. They just kicking it and they decide to skip to step out and have a brotherly night as they should. You know, I love when they show them just hanging like brothers like they did at the beginning. So, you know, they just talking. Franklin telling him about everything in Panama City and next time he got to go. But they just decide, you know, tonight we just going to kick it as brothers. So they hit the skating ring and we see it's lit. And then it kind of like skips to another scene. Andre, Andre, we go to the police precinct and we see they getting ready for raid time. They giving each other the pep talk. Go in there, do what you got to do. These thugs don't care what they do, who they hurt. You got Andre as the only black man on the force looking like a damn fool when they do the high fives and he... <laughs> Child, we're gonna talk, we're gonna dissect Andre character even more, but we're gonna do it towards the end because we're gonna have to take our time and dissect his character down. I don't think Andre was all the way wrong, but how he handled stuff was wrong. It was definitely people back in the 80s trying to protect the communities and stop it from what it became, but the way how he moved, I didn't respect that. But he was not all the way wrong. It was people who wanted to protect their communities because we had good communities. But let me get back to the show because I be getting mad sometimes when I think about this domino effect that this crack shit caused. All right. So after that, we go to the skating ring and look who works there. Pretty girl Mel. We see Leon. He goes goes up quick to Eva. So we see Leon and Eva, they kind of got their little flirtation thing going on, right? And Franklin goes and, you know, flirts with Mel. That's his, that's his boo. That's his, that's his day one, honey. And, 
you know, they're kind of flirt talking and, but she working. So she like, move, move. I, I talk, talk to you in a minute. So, you know, she letting them know, like, I don't know. You trying to get us both killed. And he like, look, me and you is me and you. We don't have your daddy. That's something separate. So, you know, it shows them flirting. They got the music in the background. So eighties, the skating ring, the eighties, the scene. I love it. So, um, we go into the next scene, and we see another scene of the two still disposing Lorena's body. And Gustavo tells Teddy why he killed her in the first place, not because she tried to arrest him. It was because she pretended that she loved it them. Teddy ain't trying to hear none of that shit. They get the porn, all that stuff on her body. Ooh, just looked it gruesome. But, you know. They trying to get rid of everything because if they get caught with her body, that's a DEA agent. We we know. <laughs> so, yeah, they got to take care of that. And this is still the 80s. Um, I don't think they've made it to 85 yet. Well, that's going more into, like, the Kiki Camarena story, you know, in 85. After that, they didn't play about the DEA agents. But um, this is probably still, like, in 84. But it is still dramatized off television, so they don't bring everything real life in there. But this is still early, early 80s. So you uh, remember I said before how they looked at the DEA agents, and after 85, oh, duh, no more games. They, they did not play. That's when they start taking them serious. So, um... Moving right along, we see it's lit in the skating ring. They got the music playing. When I hear music, it makes me dance. Look, this whole Snowfall um, playlist, I got to say, it's, man, it's the shit. It is the shit, okay? So, they in there, they getting it on. We see Leon, he looking all good and cocky. You know, he getting his little skate on. And, you know, they go up the mill and they like, let us use the back room door key. So, you know, she the manager. So she let them get the key to go get their little freak on. And Herman Franklin, they start dancing. And it was skate dancing to the debarge. I had some problems. Doom, 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 doom. No one could seem to solve them. That is the shit. And then they hit the back room next. So they go get their little quickie on. So then we get to another scene. This scene was so damn funny. <laughs> this scene, this scene had me cracking up. Cause we got little man. He walking around the house, walking around the cookhouse like he is just big shit. He talking, walking all cocky. The cops bust in, they raid all of them. Then we see Louie and Jerome. They in there making them some good love. We see the cops pulling up. Then we go to the projects. We see they didn't bust the projects down. So, I mean, they came heavy. They came prepared. But Fatback, he just sat there. He'll hold his hands up all calm and collective. So they hit the projects. They hit the cookhouse. But then when they showed them going into um jerome's home we see him and louis they was in there making love so they come up in there they got the the bar up the louis neck they trash in the house so you know jerome talking shit as he should this shit illegal as fuck y'all just going up in there busting shit down you know what i'm saying so he talking and they get to beating his ass and louis is just screaming you know going crazy and this is my problem with andre he come in there he just look 
He got that little cocky look on his face. He don't say nothing. You know, this thing was brutality at its finest. Unethical bullshit and shit that happened all the time. Much worse than that. <sighs> so they destroyed the a house. Beat the hell out of Jerome. It goes back to the skating ring. And we see Franklin and Mel, they done finished up. This is another very important scene. We see Sean Sean, Eva, and Leon walk in there. What do Sean Sean hand Mel? What did y'all see her hand Mel? The cocaine. This was the cocaine. This ain't had nothing to do with Franklin because Franklin was like, what you, hold on, what, what you doing? And she like, what? Stiff, one, two. What, what was Mel doing? So Mel was not a good girl. You know, she wasn't. Just is what it is. And we see that this is a habit of hers. This is what she do. So in the meantime, Franklin confused. Him and Leon Pagers get the blowing up so they know something is wrong. They hit... And um, they go they go get everybody together. They go get Louie first. She lets them know that Jerome was beat up really bad, and they took him out on a stretcher. They get everybody out of jail. They find out the minors could not be charged because they was minors. That's a very big deal because in the 80s, a lot of dope dealers, they would have minors doing their stuff because minors didn't get charged. And then when the laws changed, that's when they started locking those boys up. But a lot of times the older dudes would go get the minors to do all that because they would not get locked up. So that was very important that they mentioned that. That's very true to form because he's seen Franklin say, hey, we might need to get more minors going on. And Louis like, hold on. Before, before we move on, we need to go get my man out the hospital. So I'm just saying that was a domino effect, too, of why they um, uh, looked out and searched for younger minors to do the dirty work because they did not get charged. Um we see Jerome is in the hospital. The house is a mess. Franklin got them taking pictures because everything they did was illegal. Everything they did was illegal. We go to Teddy's office and we see he didn't listen to nothing Baba had to say in Costa Rica because, hell, he begging Julia and LaPaul to move there. He ain't here, Baba. So we go into the next scene and we see Gustavo. He goes to see his spiritual advisor, who we have not seen since season two, when she was warning him about um, Pedro and Lorena. But, you know, she um, tells him, you know, it's, it was another lifeline started. And, you know, she tells him, like, not to blame Lucia because she was never brought in his life to be a caretaker. But we see he still seeks Lucia. This is the love of his life. So she tells him, like, you got an, um, a new lifeline you have to go and do what you need to do. It's your choice. You have another shot. So um, we go into the next scene and we see Melanie and Andre. They at the gun range. I liked this moment. You know, I love to see a, a black father, you know, um, taking care of his daughter. You know, I give Andre that. He was a great father in that father and daughter moment at the gun range. And she's mad, you know, being a normal teenager of, you know, what her father did. And, you know, he tells her sometimes bad people 
whatever, Andre. After you sat there and watched um, Jerome get his ass beat like that, I ain't trying to hear nothing Andre got to say. But we go into the next scene. And um, Franklin calls a meeting. And we see there are consequences to this meeting. <laughs> he gives him a pep talk. Nobody snitched. But stuff got to change. They got to get more lookouts, more runners, switch up routes so faces don't get shown. But in the meantime, he got to lay down the law and he got to be more stern because he can't be that same Franklin letting everything ride like how he did with Kevin. And that makes stuff get more out of hand. Kevin and Wanda, prime examples. So little man, he wasn't doing what he had to do and... He like, I ain't do nothing. We was quiet as a church mouse. Franklin pistol whipped that young man, and they got to beating his ass, and he let him know, like, you know, y'all do good. We'll take care of y'all, but if y'all don't, and before he could say don't, Leon, he put that trigger. Damn. Okay, moving on. Rest in peace, little man. So... We go into the next scene and we see Teddy. He goes straight agent mode. He makes Lorena's home look like she turned all the way over. And he covers every step, hiding cocaine in her house, making it look like she just straight turned and went missing with the money and whatever. But remember, her boss Tony knows everything. So remember Tony. Then it goes to Gustavo. He takes his spiritual advisor's advice and, you know, he has to go start his own life. And then he knows that he, this is something big he's about to do with Teddy. And now he can run stuff. He finally can run stuff the way he wants to run stuff. Because last time, Lucia was the boss. But we see, we're going to see a different Gustavo. So he goes to make things right with his foster brother because he put his foster brother in jeopardy when he screwed up, even though it wasn't his fault, but still his, his foster brother was the one who helped them get in with Stomper Good. So he goes in there because even though he's sickly and in a wheelchair, he is still a good gunman. So Gustavo, like, I owe you. We can go to San Diego, start over. He gives them some money and, you know, they kind of do what they do. So, you know, that's that. And then we see the cops. They done messed up Jerome. Jerome is beat up and humiliated. He don't want nobody touching him. He walking in the house limping. And out and he goes up to Franklin. He like, I because when Franklin sees Jerome, that look just hurt. And when out and he walks up to Franklin, they have a nice father and son moment. He like, I know what you're thinking. We thought that in the Panthers. But you can't kill no cop. And while he's talking to him, here come Melanie with her little enduring hug. That was cute. Until Louie came out. Like, you know, get your girl. Get her off my property. Get that, get that, get her off my property. I ain't mad at her. I don't want to see you. Get off my property. I don't care if you had nothing to do with it or not. Get off my property. Hell, you coming around here to make your daddy want to come even more. Get your ass off my property. So I wasn't mad at that. But here go Mel, not knowing if she want to be the cop's daughter, the preacher's daughter, hell, the, the bad girl. She don't know what the hell she want to do. So she go telling Franklin what he got to do and how he got to stop and how they wrong because they antagonizing the cops. And I liked it what Franklin told her. 
Get the fuck out of here if I call her back out here on you. As he should. And that was my recap for episode four. Yeah, that was everything. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll be back on tomorrow. We're gonna do BMF. I'm gonna try to have I try to have my BMF done by two. It might be out earlier, but I try to have my um BMF out by 2 p.m. EST Eastern Standard Time. So I'll definitely have it out by then. Um, I have a feeling this is about to be a strong fire episode. Um, I see 50 Cent put something on Instagram, but I'm gonna read that when we recap BMF. Um Take a few days off of Snowfall so you guys can catch up. Uh, for the people who haven't watched it, again, it is people out there who hasn't, haven't watched it. Um, go ahead and catch up on episode 5 and 6, 7 and 8. We'll recap them next weekend. We'll do Queens. We'll do Big Sky. And we'll do BMF next week. But please come back tomorrow, guys. Y'all know I love me some BMF. This show is fire. So come back tomorrow and we'll do BMF. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.